Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprise as part of the Big Play Vidcast Network. I'm your host, G Striker. I am sporting my Total Sports Enterprise's Gotham Rogues jersey from the best uh, player ever on the on the Gotham Rogues, Heinz Ward, signed as well. Go Rogues! So. Thank you very much for that great interception, or not interception return, but great uh, kickoff return for a touchdown for the big uh, play before the stadium imploded there, Heinz Ward. I don't think he had a kickoff return for a touchdown in his career, except in the Pro Bowl. I remember one time they tried to onside kick the football in the Pro Bowl. Heinz Ward picked it up, ran it for a touchdown. So, (laughs) So that would have been the stadium imploding moment for Heinz Ward if it was in the NFL. But how are you guys? I'm excited. We're back from the bye. It is your show, Steeler Nation. Uh, your comments, your questions. We know Michael Hall is always here to start off the show. Michael Hall of Fame. We are live. Let's go, Striker. Let's go, Mike. Great to hear from you, my friend. Michael Scott, joiner, the man with three names as well. What's up, Striker? Frank Reich for offensive coordinator. Hell yes. Hell yes. I mean, that would be like... The first time we've picked up an offensive coordinator that I knew about and was excited about, other than Haley, I was excited about Haley as well. Um, the only problem with Haley was people got sick of him. He's not that great of a personality. He ruffled feathers in the organization, and he got kicked out. But they were the best offensive years the Steelers ever had. Absolutely ever had. So you get what you get, I guess. If we would have endured it maybe a little bit longer, we might have gotten a Super Bowl. Who knows? Cold Steel tuned in while working on a new project. What's up, Striker? What's up, Cold? (laughs) Great to hear from you guys. And I'll talk to you at least uh, touch base here on a couple things that are going on that I want to talk about first. Uh, Just saw that Nick Skiba was released today, which means if that kicker's not on the the roster anymore on the practice squad, Boz should be kicking this week. Um, Linebacker Ryan Anderson was also just kicked off of the roster uh, looks like he's probably going to be the one that's kicked off for T.J. Watt. Um, we signed wide receiver Josh Malone to the practice squad. Uh, he's the 6'3", uh, like 4 um, uh speedster that we signed. Uh, we signed him in October, like the 18th, and then we cut him at the end of the month. But now we signed him back again to that roster, probably to be back on this roster. Just because we got rid of Claypool, we need another wide receiver down the down the line. He kind of fits Claypool's metric. Big, strong, fast guy. Been in the league for a while. Not super um, big numbers. He's under 100 total yards for his career. But hopefully he pans out into something you don't know because Sims has definitely panned out into something. It looks like Sims uh, is going to get a bigger role now that Claypool is down for that slot spot as well as Gunner. Uh, Boykin should probably get some spots here uh, picked up as well. Drinking some tea tonight. So cheers to you, Steeler Nation. Um, Biggest thing on the injury front, best part of the bye for me, I hope for you guys too, we got T.J. Watt back, baby. T.J. Watt will be back this week. And that is when we saw him go down in that game, he held his pec. Pec injuries, you're usually gone for the year. The best pec injury he could have possibly gotten because he was reaching up over his head and pulling downward, a motion you never make in football unless you're like, yeah! sack don't do this motion tj <laughs> so i'm not worried about it being re-injured i think he's going to be a 100 fine the rest of the season it's such a a strange range of motion uh that i don't expect that to be an issue also heard that kz looks like he's on track to come back as well so that creates a situation on the roster is who are we going to have to cut to add kz i mean kz had a devastating injury guys um, it turned out that his 
forearm was broken in like nine places. It required nine screws and a plate to put back together. Severe injury. Um, also dislocated his wrist. So big, big injury, but he's back and he's ready to go now. Um, but that comes down to, I, I got to hear from you guys too. I'm looking at the roster. If we are getting rid of somebody on the roster, your only options would be Killebrew or Josh Jackson. That's a tough cut on the defensive backside. Josh Jackson showing a lot of promise there in the corner spot, being a cousin of Daryl Revis. Um, Killebrew being a monster on special teams, blocking punts, but he may lose his job because he gives us nothing for defensive snaps. That is something KZ can give us for defensive snaps, and he plays special teams, but not as good as Killebrew. What say you, Staler Nation? Who do we cutting? Uh, going back to you guys, because it's your show. Michael Hall, I saw Claypool got screwed again by same team in, in different team. Same team in different town? Different team in same town? I'm trying to figure out what you mean here, Michael Hall. Um, felt sick to see Chase in blue and orange. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, and he, he got limited snaps. He got some targeted, targets. He got some catches. Um, right now he's putting up about the same production that he used to put up with us slightly less. I'm hoping he gets more production. He should be a bigger part of this Chicago offense. He, I mean, he hit the ground running over there. He was only on their team for like four days and he's already playing in the, in the first game. So they're looking for him to be their starter. That's why they gave up a second rounder and a high second rounder for him. So they're expecting Claypool to be a starter on the outside. Now that he's working into the system, having a full week now under the system, I expect him to have a better game this week. And I'm, I'm rooting for him. I'm not, you know, I'm with you too. I, it sickens me to see him in a different uniform. Personally, and I was telling you guys, I was like, zero chance. Zero chance of us trading Chase Claypool. I said zero. Except I also quoted Mike Tomlin. <laughs> What's his? It's like, um, yeah, he's like, don't say it. Yeah, it's like no chance, but you're, crap, I forget his quote. Don't say it's no chance, but it is. But it's not a chance. No chance. There might be a chance, but no chance. Something like, I forget that Tomlinism. But there was a chance, and the chance ended up being a high second round draft pick. Right now, where we're sitting, Steeler Nation, Steelers have three picks, three in the top thirty-eight, three picks in the top thirty-eight. For a team that didn't have a first rounder when we grabbed Claypool in the second round. That is big. I just made that association on the fly. That's what you get on the show. <laughs> you get Gotham Striker. I'm Batman. <laughs> Calvin, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, Striker. Um, how are you? I'm, I'm doing okay. Guys, uh, just so you're all knowing, I, I'm drinking water. I've got a little uh, water with lemon here. Drinking a little tea as well, herbal tea. I'm on a water fast. I'm 48 hours into a water fast, which means no food. Only drinking water, having some tea here and there. I squeeze some lemon, some lime, just to add some flavor every once in a while, about once a day, twice a day. Um, but that's what I'm on. I've done this before. I've done fastings before for seven days. I've done that twice. I'm do trying to get a five-day fast in. Um, I'm getting a headache right now so because I gave up drinking at the same time, and sometimes when you drop drinking and food at the same time, you start getting bad headaches. Got a headache now. If it's not gone by day three, at the end of day three, I'm going to end it as a three-day fast, but that's how I'm doing. <laughs> Still have energy, guys. I'm hit, I've hit keto. I'm burning fat. What do you think the problem is with Harris's poor performance? Strictly injury. Absolutely injury and not trusting his offensive line. Those two things because – he had to do a lot last year. He was trying to do a lot this year without use of that foot. He had a steel plate in that cleat up until th two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, so he's played two games now without that plate in his cleat. He looked better and better in those two games. I'm expecting with a full week off, then coming back in after the bye week, he's going to hit the ground running. I'm ex I'm expecting the biggest Um uptick I guess or, or the, the the biggest difference between uh season one or half first half of the season performance second half of the season performance is going to be Najee Harris strictly from his injury perspective that's my opinion I may be wrong but it makes sense to me 
you know, everybody else has different opinions, but that's the way I feel about that. I, I think he's a I think he's a monster player. Uh, he made the Pro Bowl off of the worst line in the league last year. And, yeah, sure, he's not going to be making the Pro Bowl this year. He's not putting up the numbers this year, but he's still a big part of this offense. And hopefully we can start working him in the passing game again because that seems to be something like we haven't done at all this season is work Najee Harris into the passing game, and that is something that definitely needs to be done this season. Michael Hall. As a Bear versus Dolphins, he got held and held again, rest didn't call it. That's what you're saying. Yes, when we played the Dolphins, he was getting manhandled, or should I say man-flippered by the Dolphins. Um, out there in the... <laughs> you can't get open, Claypool. We got the Dolphin defense. Too bad they weren't using flippers. That would be a lot easier to break those holds. But you're right. That I didn't put that association together. That is a great point. Absolutely great point. Um... He's a big guy. He's going to get hands on him. He's got to learn how to get through that. Megatron learned how to get through that. Megatron was absolutely undefendable. He was an undefendable athlete. Claypool has the same physical metrics as Megatron. Slightly slower. Slightly slower. But same physical metric metrics. High, height, size. Guy is huge, menacing, but he's not using his size to his full potential yet. Is it going to happen? Steelers will wait around three years. We got thrown back another second rounder, the same pick we got him at. We're like, it's going to be higher than the one we got him at. Might as well. We got some good receivers on this team. We're getting Austin back next year. Hopefully that guy can play and not be injured. But these are things to think about. Absolutely some things to think about. Cold Steel. I did keto for seven to eight months, dropped over 40 pounds, sugar-free Powerade, salty foods helped with headaches for me. I drank a ton of water, too. Yeah, that, and that's the thing, too. Like, I am a big, like, I'm a savory over sweet guy over here, too cold. And basically, I, I, I haven't lived keto, but I, I've done, like, intermittent fasting. Usually, I eat between, like, noon and six is my window of, of eating per day. It got open, like, noon to, noon to eight. Sometimes stretchy, but when I was drinking, you know, you're still drinking up until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock when you pass out at night. You cut those drinking calories, it drops. You cut your sweets calorie, I cut my sugar, you drop weight. And now, of course, on fasting, you drop weight as well, too, because you're limiting the amount of time that you're eating. Your body's optimizing the amount of time where you can digest and then utilize the rest of the time for keeping your body healthy, which is what you're supposed to be doing with yourself. But that's great. Thanks for sharing there, Cole. I appreciate that. Michael Scott, join up. TJ Watt comes back and gives us at least one extra possession a game. Matt Canada rubs his hand like Mr. Burns and says, yes, yes, I shall run another jet sweep. <laughs> I see the way you set that one up there, man. Good comedy stylings there by our man, Michael Scott Joyner, working on his tight five. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Michael Hall. Bring in Tommy Rees from Notre Dame to replace Canada. He knows how to put up more than 20 points a game. Well, Canada was doing it well in college as well. He was getting up points in college. Problem is, he's not putting up points at all in pros. That's the problem. Miles Pressgrave! Miles Eistrecker! Miles, I wanted to talk to you specifically tonight. I have a note that I put on today's show specifically for you. So I'm glad you're on the show, Miles. I'm going to go to it right now, just because it's not a huge note, but it's something that's just like fun for me, fun for you. We talked about it the entire draft, and I believe it was your boy Smoke Monday. Just notice Smoke Monday is on New Orleans roster. However, Smoke Monday is on injured reserve. So Smoke will not be smoking the Steelers. He'll be laying back smoking something else, getting hopefully rehabbing in a state where it's not where it's legal. Hopefully Maryland it'll be legal. I just voted yes on Prop 4 to legalize Maryland, marijuana in the state of Maryland for anybody over the age of 21. And now that I'm not drinking, I'd rather do this legally. It's decriminalized, so I'm not going to jail on a – small personal possession amount but to make it completely legal we can do it in the open we're not going to get arrested that's what i want dc has it we want it too so looking forward to that one i don't know how many of the, of the uh, 420 positive people we are i just became 420 
positive last year because of my my brother and the passing of his uh, wife. He taught me how to do it properly. Very small amounts because that's all I need. So <laughs> got off on a nice tangent. But what do you say about Smoke Monday? I want to hear your opinion on that one, Miles. Definitely loved you talking about that all draft long and losing your mind. Um, Jay, wait, Jay, how you been, man? What up, Strager? What up, Jay? Glad to see you on the show. Let me know if you got some questions for me, man. Uh, Michael, Claypool probably wasn't going to be giving another contract by the Steelers, so might as well get something for him. And that's true, too, because the Steelers are looking at it one of two ways, Michael. And that is way number one, if they're not going to give him a new contract, what is the value for him if he signs as a free agent? Is the Steelers going to get a... At the highest, a third-round compensation pick, which is technically at the end of the third round, early fourth round. So getting a high second-rounder out of him is better than they could have ever hoped for. Absolutely better than they could ever hope for. And they got in the bidding war with a play with a, with a team in their own division because Green Bay wanted him too. And you know Omar, if he's anything, he knows how to negotiate. That is what makes him an excellent uh a general manager in this situation, hey, got a call from Green Bay. They've been all over this Claypool guy. Chicago Bears call up. We we want we we want Chicago. We 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 want Claypool. And, and oh oh well, well the Bears call the, the Packers just call me. They want Claypool too. They'll be oh, oh the Packers oh we'll give a oh, third rounder. Uh, well well the Packers are already offering us a second round. Oh we'll give a second. Take it take it all. We want Claypool. I hope that's how the conversation went. <laughs> Like my dog, dog screaming excitedly voice. That's how I do it. Miles, let's hear it. Yep, I gave it to you. Uh, Ronnie Hunter, do our wide receivers still not have a touchdown sale? Yes, we do have a touchdown. Um, Claypool had it. I think Claypool had our touchdown, Ronnie. <laughs> and now he's not on our team anymore. So now, currently on our roster, I don't believe we have a wide receiver with a touchdown. Let me look up the... The Pittsburgh Steelers stats on that right now because I think that is an excellent, excellent point. Ah, got to drop my mic. Okay, there we go. Bringing up the stats here for player stats for this year because I have to know this. I have to know this. Uh, going down through the stats, passing, rushing, and receiving. Here's our receiving. Well, the for yeah for wide. I know we have some receiving touchdowns there to, to Najee Harris, uh, Pat Fryermuth. Um, so touchdowns. Chase Claypool had one. George Pickens has one. Duh. That he had that amazing touchdown. So yes, we still have a player on the roster with a receiving touchdown. That is a wide receiver. It's George Pickens, and George is really putting up numbers and start already starting to pass Claypool anyway. So it was a good thing that that trade worked out the way that it did since we already have the people to replace him already. Um, still got interested to see how they use um, Boykin. I want to see Boykin get used. I hope he does. I hope they have some plays for him and get him into the system a little bit more because he only has one reception for 11 yards so far. I think he could be a bigger part of this offense if he's used correctly. Also, we had that touchdown to Derek Watt, which made me very happy as well. <laughs> Thrown by Chase Claypool, I believe, wasn't it? <laughs> Miles, okay, so you're saying I can still like him as a player. Of course you can like him as a You can like anybody as a player. I just remember how super into smoke you were that it, it just burrowed in my brain. I saw his name on the roster. I'm like, freaking Miles is talking about him all draft. I hope he's on the show tonight because I'd love to talk to him about it. That's why, that's why I'm talking. Tell Steel Nation and write Steel Nation why you love him so much too, just so we can get to it in the comments section. I think that'd be a, a fun topic because it's just so fun to talk about on the draft show as well. Uh, Jay, Sims to wide receiver three. TJ Watt possibly going to be on the field this weekend. He is. TJ Watt is. They already moved a linebacker off of the roster. It means TJ's activated tomorrow. Uh, I think KZ is going to be activated as well. But I'm not sure when they're going to activate KZ. They may, may wait one more game. I, he's healthy enough to play. Um, but the problem is, Steelers have a tough cut, which I talked about at the top of the show. Who are you going to cut? You're going to you cut Josh Jackson, who played really well coming in for uh, uh, when everybody else was failing at, at wide receiver in that one game. You got, um, and then you got Miles Kilber, who'd probably be the, the most. You know, 
make the most sense for being the cut just because he's a safety. Um, but he, he's a special teams demon. He's probably our best special teams, one of our best special teams players. Easily our, one of our, in our top three for special teams players. Two block punts in two years. Guy can play. Absolute great tackler. Great blocker. You know, I, I love having him on the team in that respect. But KZ can make th- plays on the field on defense. Hopefully he can also make some special teams plays as well. We'll have to see. Cold Steel, I love my card in PA. Smoke up, yeah, baby! I'm glad PA is at least on the ball on that too. Like, it, to me, it should be, you know, legal nationwide. It's one of those, to call marijuana a, a uh, you know, a, a type 1 controlled sub- substance is just asinine. Because they're lumping that in with heroin. They're lumping it in with, you know, like, just the worst drugs on the planet for you. But there's definitely medical uses for marijuana. It's shown that and CBD. It's all over the place. Lots of studies. So you can't be you can't be Schedule 1 anymore if you're showing that that drug can be utilized to help maladies. That's the definition of Schedule Schedule 1. Is, is, it's a useless drug. It's only to get you high and, and mess you up physically. Does not treat and, or help you uh, in any way physically. That is wrong for CBD and THC. So, what to see everybody growing it? Should be in everybody's garden, to tell you the truth. I make some pot tea. That would be a nice, nice, uh, nice thing in my cup. I know how to potty on pot tea. <laughs> Miles, yeah, draft night was a doozy, but we prevail. Who knows? We could pick him up on a waiver. We could. We definitely could. Absolutely. James Isaacs, welcome to the show. What do we need to win? Excellent, James. That's another one of my topics I'm getting to here. Let me pull it down because you're helping the show come along. I just write down the topics, and then I eventually get to them as we talk, as we converse, because it's your show. Um, I think it's our best chance to win in a long time. Obviously, it's a three-win team. We're a two-win team. Um, They're coming off a short week. They just played Monday night, and they've got to travel. That's tough. That, That turns their... Six days into five days because one of those days is a travel day. So they lose a day on travel. They lose a day by playing on Monday. Steelers have had two complete weeks off. This plays poorly into the mindset and the ability to turn around, go on the road on a short week, playing a very well-rested team. I love the chances in this respect. I will be voting for the Steelers to win, but... To touch base on this a little bit more, we had a lot of injuries happen in that game too, James. Um, Their center, who was already banged up and played that game injured, he ended up hurting his calf muscle. He was pulled off the field in that game. Uh, Their defensive end, uh, Marcus Davenport, hurt his calf in that game as well. He was pulled out. And then Pete Warner was taken off. He's their linebacker. Um, He was carted off and taken to the locker room, so there's no way he's playing this week. Um, More injuries, short week. Still banged up. This is going to be a tough matchup for for New Orleans. And Andy Dalton's their quarterback. That's something I love to see. Very sackable quarterback. Ravens got him for four last week on Monday. TJ Watt coming back after not playing for seven weeks. Look out. <laughs> Look out, Andy Dalton. Because... This guy's looking to put you down on the ground every play. <laughs> You're not elusive. Your blocking isn't great. Uh, it's adequate, but now missing your center? That is going to... And I looked on their roster. I looked on New Orleans' roster here too, James. They do not have a backup center on their roster. How do you do that? I, I don't even understand. Like, we always have a backup center, and then we also have a guard that can play, like, one of the guards that can also transition to be at a backup center as well. So we usually have three centers on the roster. One's usually a backup guard because we usually carry four guards, uh, four tackles, and two, and two centers. Usually. Right? No, we could just carry ten. Sorry. Uh, sorry, three tackles, three guards, and then um, two centers on our team. So three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But usually we're carrying ten. So yeah, another guard. I'll have to look at the roster, damn it. But usually we're carrying about ten. These guys, I looked on their roster. They have one backup interior lineman. So he backs up all three interior spots. They have nobody else. 
So I don't know if this guy is also a backup center. He wasn't listed as a backup center, but he was listed as the backup for both left guard and right guard. If you go over to ESPN on the depth chart, that's where I pulled mine from today. Um, was really shocked to see that. Absolutely shocked on the way that they're utilizing their positions and barely have any linemen on their roster. That is just insane to me. Miles, George Pickens has a team. Yep, thank, thank you very much. Yep, getting back around. Thank you, guys. I know you guys are on it. Uh, Ron Chismar, how you doing, Ron? Uh, how many years does Cam Hayward have left? He is getting up there in age. Defensive line still needs to be addressed. Oh, we've been addressing the defensive line here, at least in the lower rounds the last couple years, and we've got some good guys. Like, I think we have some good depth there. I like uh, Loudermilk has, has shown that he did some good stuff his, his freshman year as a rookie. Um, he got pushed back by Leal. Leal, who's, who's our current rookie, before he got hurt severely. Um, so... I'm looking for those guys to be the future, like, bookend tackles on this line. Bookend uh, defensive linemen. Um, Cam Hayward, when he signed up, uh, he signed a four-year contract, and that was going to lapse in 2004. So he's got the rest of this year, and he's still under contract for 23 and for 24. So he's going to take a cap hit next year. Big cap hits in the next two years. $22 million next year, 22 and a half. Uh, in two years, but with the salary cap going up $20 million each year, this stuff is minimalized. Absolutely minimalized. Also, we're paying a quarterback on his rookie contract. That's when you make big moves. I've been seeing a lot of success in this league with quarterbacks on their rookie contracts getting to Super Bowls. Guys like Joe Burrow. Guys like Mahomes. I mean, these were the guys, the young up-and-comers, got into the system, and hopefully Josh Allen can do it too. I heard his elbow might be messed up, and man, if it's Tommy Johns, I just feel for that guy because that might screw up his whole career. Absolutely might screw up his career. And the, I, he, I think he's the, the closest thing to Ben Roethlisberger I've ever seen in a uniform. He's just fun to watch, absolutely fun to watch. And Ben looked a lot like Elway. A lot of you guys, your old heads here on, on the show – Watching uh, uh, Elway back in the day, Ben Roethlisberger was a lot like watching Elway. Really was. Just, guys were winners, both of them. I just wish we got Ben out on the uh, bootleg more. That the, They loved doing that in Denver with Elway. And he threw so well off the bootleg. Ben liked to throw out of the pocket too, but he had to do it himself. Miles, smoke bunt Monday is a big body. He's aggressive and he hits hard. Reminds me of Ryan Clark. Just put his body on the line. And we need that back in a Steeler uniform. Absolutely love to hear that because that's what we need. We need a strong safety. We need a strong, strong safety. I'm done with these weak, strong safeties. Haven't had a strong, strong safety since Polamalu. And even before Polamalu, we had strong, strong safeties. Lee Flowers. Um, Logan. Those guys hit like freight train. Um, Myron Bell. They hit like freight trains out of that spot. Absolutely loved those guys as strong safeties because they hit aggressively. Edmonds just does not hit aggressively. He'll make tackles. He'll make a lot of them. He won't make them aggressively, but he'll make them. So that's my thought on that. Anybody that can hit. Emil Scales. Hey, Emil, how you doing? What's up, Steeler Nation? Ready for a big win Sunday? Yes, we are. We absolutely are. I mean, I know I like that the only upside to losing right now, Emil, is, hey, we're going to get a little bit better draft pick. But the window is still open to making the playoffs. And with TJ back on the roster, hopefully our offense starting to click after two weeks off. Maybe we know the system now. We're going to be more healthy than we were in a while, especially for players like our center Cole, who's been playing banged up. Uh, and my hat goes off to this guy. Like, he is really doing a great job as a Pittsburgh Steeler this year. In his first year, he's, I mean, I'm noticing it. He's playing banged up, um, working his butt off, getting pulled off the field during the game, going back out. <clears throat> well, we all know he's banged up. So I hope he's a little bit more healthy because he's a team leader on that line, and he's doing a really good job for him. I was expecting Daniels to be more of a team leader. It seems like it's Cole. Cole's been doing it. <clears throat> Donna, welcome to the show. Donna! Why don't they just put Rudolph in as head quarterback? I would rather him as a quarterback than the other two. They are playing like crap. 
Can't argue with your assessment on how the quarterbacks look. And to meet you on your point as well there, Donna. Rudolph so far has shown he can run this offense better than any quarter we've seen. Any quarterback that we've seen so far. He's at least productive. He could get us over 20 points in a Detroit game. These guys can't. <laughs> These guys can get us right to 20 points. Maybe if we get a Fitz, Fitzpatrick return for a touchdown, we'll get to 20 points. That's it. Like I, I've been telling you guys at the beginning of the season. This team is made where if they score over 20 points, they should win their games. They should win more than they lose. I said that in the offseason with the way the defense was made, the way the offense looked like they were shaping up. If we score more than 20 points a game, we should win. Problem is we're now losing games where we're still keeping the other team under 20 points. And that's what hurts us. And that makes it the offense's problem. So why not put Rudolph out there? I think the Steelers like what they have with Kenny. I understand the upside is bigger with Kenny. But I, I, I see your point, Donna. I can't discredit your point at all. I'm not going to. And it, it's an opinion. We all have opinions. If Rudolph walks out on a field tomorrow because of injuries, or next game because of injuries, I'm not going to be worried about it. I'm going to be excited to see him and say, oh, let's see what he can do. Rudolph's time now. That's why I said what happened when uh, Trubisky went down. Kenny came in. Let's see what Kenny can do. Kenny went down. Trubisky came back in. Let's see what Trubisky can do. Both of them have got us in situations to win. Defense let it let us up in that that last game. Kenny got us two touchdowns in that second half. I thought, like, here we go. Now we have a quarterback that can run the system. He got us two touchdowns and a half. That's the best half we've had in Steeler football this season. <laughs> Offensively. Two touchdowns and a half. That's better than anything else. <laughs> so hopefully it gets a little bit better, a little bit more scoring here. We'll have to see on Sunday against New Orleans. Jay, Dalton will be Watt's Scooby-Doo snack. Ruby snacks. <laughs> ah, zoinks. Scooby-Doo. Stay out of my pot cookies. <laughs> All for that, Jay. <laughs> no, I'm not high tonight. I'm just haven't eaten in two days. Mr. Hammer Z. Evening, Steeler Nation. Hello, Hammer. Hammer time. You're on there. Let us know if you got a question or comment, man. We're happy to talk to you. Oh, you do? You didn't think we could score more than 20 points this game? There we go. You got me right on the topic. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed this might be the first game we score over 20 points. But, yeah, I do feel confident that we can get 20 points in this game. I do. I do. Because we've had two weeks off. We decided to keep Canada. If we don't get over 20 points, I want him tarred and feathered and run out on a rail. Throw him into the confluence. Let them let the rivers take him where they may. <laughs> but this is <laughs> he's on a thin leash, man. Dude's on a thin leash. And I I, I think it should have been severed by now. Michael Hall, and I've been defending the guy. I've been defending the guy. <clears throat> Andy Dalton better call National Guard to help him against TJ. He is back in the lineup and will show no mercy. Say your prayers, Andy. Number 90 is next to hunt his victim this Sunday, and you're the next victim. I like how it's all caps, too. That's very menacing. <laughs> Richard, welcome to the show. You can't be the winner. Sorry, you are already lost, but you can beat Baltimore by trading Miles Jack for Monte Rice. Right, man? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you're a Baltimore fan, welcome to the show. I live in the Baltimore area. Used to work for the Ravens back in the day. Know that team very, very well. So welcome to the show, Richard. We're happy for fans of all teams. Got to go, Striker. Thanks, Miles. I'm glad you got on the show at least enough for me to talk on my point, man. Talk to you soon. <clears throat> Donna! What about my question? Oh, I got to it. I got to it, Donna. I get to everybody's question. I got to file down through it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll get to every. This is your show. Steeler Nation, this is your show. I haven't had a show yet where I didn't get to every question. Have not had one yet. It's And it's about an hour long. We have fun. I start talking about some things when it gets a little slow. And, you know, I've got my outline already set up. But we usually talk about the stuff together. It's always fun. And, and you are very welcome. You got any more questions for me, Donna? Happy, happy to talk to it. We love our Steeler Nation ladies. And happy to have you on the show. Ronnie! With the talent we have at wideout, tight end, and running back, 
We should have no problem scoring four touchdowns a game. Well, yes and no. If that was the case, I mean, you've got teams like Kansas City. They have games where they don't score four touchdowns a game. Then they had more talent than we did at their wide receiver out, out positions. Um, I think we should definitely be scoring more than 20 points. I think 20, 24 points should be the minimum. Minimum for this team. I think that's a right around league average, to tell you the truth. We are way under league average. 15 points were dead last. Actually, no. Indianapolis played during the bye week. They got shut out. So now they dropped behind us. So we're 31. We're 31. We're 31. <laughs> oh, man. We are pathetic on offense. It's It hurts. It hurt. I've never seen us this bad on offense. I've seen us bad on offense. I've never seen us this bad on offense. I remember the, um, goodness, I think it was the 06 season or the, the, the 89 season. Where we still ended up making the playoffs. I think we were shut out like four times that season. So like four of the losses, but getting to the playoffs. We were shut out. The first two weeks of the season, we were outscored like 90 points to 10. Playing Cincy and um, Cleveland. So we dropped two divisional games back to back, 90 to 10. And we still ended up making the playoffs, even with another three shutouts in that season. That was a crazy year. Absolutely crazy. It was Bubby Brister coming into his own, starting to fire up and, and, and make some plays. But it was just a crazy year. It's like the Phillies making the World Series this year. It was that crazy. A, a team that bad in the halfway point early in the season should not even be a, thought about making it the championship game. And they did. Phillies did. So my Phillies, uh, they lost, but good outing. I mean, heck, I, I feel very – it was a respectable season because no one was even expecting them to get the playoffs, let alone the World Series. And they put up a good effort. Mr. Hammer, Jimmy Irsay Downer with the Colts is making some moves, huh? Yeah, you're right. That is damn right. He did. We was smart enough over there to fire his offensive coordinator. So we'll have to see if these guys start scoring more than zero points a game. Whereas we did not get rid of our offensive coordinator. That's a good point. I like that point. <laughs> 31, right, Roddy? <laughs> 31. Well, we're not last. <laughs> oh, Derek, welcome back to the show, man. It's been a bit. Sounds like Tommy Maddox season, right? Now, well, Tommy Maddox at least could score. That's the thing I loved about Tom Tommy Maddox. He was a machine gun. Tommy gun. Going out there, he at least put points on the board. He could ring up the scoreboard. Um we were a lot worse in the mid 80s. A lot worse. That was that was the lowest that we were on offensive output, like, it, before Noel came there, I should say. And until, like, now. I think now we're, like, at, at record low levels and definitely lower than we've ever been because there's more teams in the league. Lowest you could have been when the other teams are in the league, like, 24th, 28th. Now we can be, like, 30th. 32nd is worse. Now we're starting to hit, like, 32nd in rushing. That's why we drafted Najee Harris two years ago. 30, 32nd in scoring, scoring before our bye week. Going into our bye week, we were last in scoring. Fortunately, we didn't have to play that week, so the Colts could be worse than us. I, is that the only reason why we still have back Canada? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. Jay Nova would have made it to the Super Bowl if that kicker, Nedney and the Titans didn't flop. Yes. Absolutely right, and that was a flop in that game with Maddox. And I loved the game before where we were down big, and he Maddox tore into our team. We came back, and geez, the uh, Cleveland, all they had to do, Northcutt, all he had to do was catch that football wide open, and the game was over, and he dropped it. So yeah, if you remember back as far as that game, that's what we needed to get to the point of winning that game against Cleveland to get one more possession. Otherwise, it would have been kneel down, victory formation. Northcutt dropped the ball. We get another drive. We win the game. That was awesome. That was a great run. That was a, a great run and a great season and awesome to see Tommy in that in that respect, too, having a good year um, when he was highly drafted. Uh, Hammer Z, I've been gr grinding left tackle tape, and there was three really good prospects we could have a shot at. Awesome. 
because we might be drafting in that left tackle window. And that left tackle window for elite left tackles is usually really tiny. Like, it, it, this is something that I posed to Steeler Nation last week on the show. Name a left tackle on the Steelers in the Hall of Fame. We don't have one. Why? Because we're never drafting in the top three anymore. We're never drafting in the top ten anymore. That's where those tackles are. Hall of Fame tackles are in the top ten. We get developmental tackles. Good tackles maybe with an injury concern. Um, tackles that may have an issue with their hand technique that they think can be fixed. These are the tackles that we get and that we've utilized for our entire lives watching the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is why I get excited. If we're drafting low. You guys have been asking me since that happened. Steel, if we draft the bottom five, what are we getting? What are we drafting? Who are we going for? We're not going for quarterback. And that's the thing. Like If we're in that window where the top three quarterbacks are there and we can trade back a couple spots, you can make bank by just trading back a couple spots in the top five, still getting our tackle. And if not, we're going to get a banging defensive player. Shutdown corners are up there. Can't miss. Edges are there. Monster defensive defensive linemen are there. I mean, this is a great place to draft. And, and it's we don't need our quarterback. At least we are in the mindset right now we are committed to Kenny Pickett. This is going to be Kenny Pickett's team. This is the tough year we're going to have with Kenny Pickett. He's learning the game. Still love his poise. He's not rattled in the pocket. He gets messed up in the pocket all the time. Still has the poise. Still has the control. Still willing to stand there and in there and make those throws. But sometimes has to trust his pocket a little bit more. Move up in the pocket as opposed to spinning out, trying to spin out the back of it. Or to try to find a lane and run forward through that pocket. That's what he needs to start doing. Because I think he can make some big plays doing that. Really do. Um, Hannah! Oh, here they are. Awesome. Skaronsky, Paris Johnson Jr., Fashion Out. And, and do you believe all three of those guys are going to be like top 10 picks? Uh, because sometimes, like, that's like very high. I know there's some drafts where there, there's only like one monster left tackle, top 10 capable ta left tackle. But there are some draft picks where they may be three top 10 caliber left tackles. And if this is one of those years, this is the perfect spot for the Steelers to draft. Especially if we end up really high where somebody needs a quarterback, drop back a couple picks, bank another high pick, we get our left tackle. We might even get another high stud defensive player in that spot because that is needed as well. Magnum, welcome to the show, man. Browns are always snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. Yeah, they do, man. We're starting to look like the Brownies a bit. Watching this team this year, I was like, this is what the Browns do. <laughs> this is how the Browns lose games. How are we doing this? Watching that Cincy game, I was like, we were both trying to out-bungle each other in that first game. That was insane. I don't know how they flex that out. Honestly, how do you flex that game out of Sunday night when the it was the game of the year so far and how weird that game was? Week one, back and forth, and now we have TJ Watt back. Like, that should have been a no-brainer moneymaker. But, yeah, KC San Diego is a sexy matchup. I see that, too. I understand that. Hammers 8, Broderick Jones is an honorable mention. Nice. But he's iffy and pass pro, good run blocker. I don't know. That might be the type of guy we need, but in the NFL, you have to be good. It's a passing league. We've got a passing quarterback, a pocket quarterback. I don't think we could take a flyer on Broderick Jones. Uh, if, if that's the way you're explaining to me. And thank you so much, too, because I haven't done the work at all for draft day. I usually don't. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, I read up a little bit. I'm on Steeler Nation on the football forum all the time. Those guys do the work for me. You've got a lot of great draft gurus over there. Uh, Delchik always comes over. He, he, he writes up a ton of great stuff. We used to have TMC over there. He was a phenomenal draft analyst. He used to write his own books. 300-page books, page per player. Guy was amazing. Um, we get excellent information. SteelerNation.com in the football forum. It's free. And that's when I started getting excited for draft people. Start looking at positions of need, because I know our needs. Needs are easy for me, and I know who's coming off the team, who do we need to add to the team. Then I can kind of work out, okay, 
where what are the types of players that we should start getting excited about to fit these needs, depending on where they are and where we're drafting. Because we do do BPA, but we do best player available at the needs that we need. And that's a smart way to draft because you have to take those two things into account because you can't just draft best player available every time. Otherwise, if we're drafting the, drafting the top three, we have to take a quarterback. That's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Michael Hall. So, as it stands right now for our draft picks, we don't have a fifth round and sixth round. We have a first round, two second rounds from Chicago, a third, fourth, and two sevenths, one from Denver. If I'm not mistaken, it's early to make the call. I thought we had, I thought we were only missing one out of the five and six. Um, you may be right. I mean, I, I haven't, actually, I do have a link here for my draft stuff. Let me bring this up. Boop, boop, boop. I have links for everything, guys. I do a lot of research. Let's see where my draft link is here, too, because it does the... It picks up for the, 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 the draft performances and stuff, too. Coach history, sports... Dang it, I can't find it. Cannot find it. Salary cap... Do I have, oh, I have it listed under draft. That's where it is. Doi. All right, draft breakdown. I think this is it. Let's see if this... Oh, site is not available anymore. It went defunct. Ah, sorry, bra draft breakdown site. That kills me. So what's my other draft site that I have over here? <laughs> That's why I'm so smart. I've got great research. I've done great research, guys. <laughs> Been doing research for since 05. And I've got good websites. Draft Scanicon, professional football draft pick transactions. I think that one might be it. So let's check out the draft pick transactions. Oh, they're the ones in the past. Great. So let's go to our 2023 draft. Oh, select a team. I'll select the Steelers. Boom. And this should bring up who we're drafting. You're right. So this is who we are drafting. Working out, we're going to see if uh, if, our, if our boy Michael Hall of fame is spot on. What I'm seeing here on the draft transactions, we have a first rounder. We've got a second rounder from the Bears. We've got a second rounder ourselves. We got our third round draft pick. We have our fourth round draft pick. We have a fifth round draft pick. Looks like that got traded, sorry, to the Seahawks. You are correct. Our sixth round draft pick got traded to the Broncos. You are correct. For the And the fifth rounder was the Akilah Witherspoon trade, how we got him from the Seahawks. Uh, the sixth rounder was traded for Malik Reed when we just picked him up this season. And we swap picked. We got their seventh rounder for their sixth rounder. So we have Broncos seventh rounder. We have our seventh rounder. And looks like it's saying we have a third seventh round pick uh, from the Vikings through the Broncos. Traded 27th round pick for Britton Brown to Vikings for Stefan Weatherly. 23rd round pick. Traded to 6th round pick. Broncos for Malik Reed. Some, oh, it may be... Okay, I think they just don't know which 7th round pick we are getting from the Broncos, which may be a conditional pick, which may state that they give us the lower pick. Doesn't matter. A pick swap is fine. Uh, but yeah, no fifth, no sixth rounders. But I will take an extra day, day two pick any day of the week to drop two day three picks. I would take that any day. I take that trade any day. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, Derek, if we ball out the next, the rest of the season, do you think we make the playoffs? Just thinking out of the box. Good, good point. I mean, this is stuff we all think about as fans. Yes, Derek. We can ball out. T.J. Watt is back. This defense is going to be firing on all cylinders now. Our secondary problems are going to be much less now because we're getting pressure. We're going to be getting pressure. The ball's got to be out under three seconds. The ball's not out under three seconds now. Quarterbacks are going to get killed. That is going to make our team better. Hopefully leading to more turnovers. Our best turnover game was the game T.J. Watt was in. We had four interceptions in that game, or three interceptions, one fumble that was technically intercepted because <laughs> it knocked out of his hand. I think Hayward caught it. <laughs> so, yes, there's no way to go but, but up for this team. I said they were going to be a 10-7 and seven team. If they go 1-7, and seven, or sorry, 7-2, 8-1 the rest of the year, we hit my mark. 
We got enough room for one more loss. It can happen. It can happen. We still might end up making the playoffs with nine wins in this AFC. AFC is junk. The whole league is junk. <laughs> nine win team might make a wild card this year in the AFC. Pretty handy. An eight win team might make it. The, right now, the, the AFC is junk. <laughs> you got a couple good teams. KC, they're starting to come back on and win. Um, but they can lose too. Uh, Buffalo, now I don't know about Buffalo. Buffalo looked like the team to beat. If it's that arm injury on Josh, they're going to plummet. And then they, there's going to be a team like uh, New England taking over for that division. Or the Dolphins. Those guys are going to be battling it out if, if Buffalo stops being the powerhouse that they were. I know they wish they had Trubisky back. I know Trubisky could put up more than 20 points on that offense. <laughs> Damn it. Striker, is Najee a bust or just a poor position pick? He's far from a bust. He's already a success for leading our team and carrying a hobbled Ben Roethlisberger into retirement, making a Pro Bowl with that line. He's injured. He's playing banged up. Um, I'm expecting him to be better. Like I said at the top of the show, I think he's going to be our best improved player from first half to second half of the season, taking out T.J. Watt because he only got stats in one game. But Najee Harris, I think, will be the biggest difference between the first half of the season and the second half of the season because now he's going to be playing healthy. And we've got to get him worked into the freaking passing game. That is the, the offensive coordinator's problem. Same offensive coordinator we had last year, and he had 70-some catches last year. He should be up there this year for those catches. We should be working him into that pass game. I haven't done it yet. Mr. Hammett, I love it. I love it scouting. I just don't write. Well, you don't have to write, too. Like, it's just fun to converse. Go over to the, 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 You need to join the Steeler Nation um, uh, football forum because you're perfect for it. You love to communicate. You love to uh, give your opinion and then have people talk about your opinions. So you just have to have a bit of a thick skin. Don't go into it like you know everything because there's plenty of people that have been on there that know a lot, too. Just go in there, have a fun time, give your opinions, listen to people, say, hey, I like that, I don't like that. And you'll have a great time. Absolutely great time. And you'll be well-respected over there. It's it's a fun place. Real fun place. Um, Michael Hall, everybody just gave us our You Do It Will Be a Stealer. Everybody just give it all, <laughs> all your DP. It will be a Stealer draft only. Okay, I see what you're saying. Andy, I haven't seen you on the, on the show since pretty much the draft. How you been? Which trading offensive coordinator was the thing in football, but I'm surprised for a second rounder for Claypool. Me too. Pleasantly surprised. Good to get that draft capital as always. Ronnie Hunter, Miami. Is that where you're from, Ronnie? Awesome. Welcome to the show. Or if that's a team you like, welcome to the show. We like we like Finns fans as well. This is, this is how they high five. <laughs> Finns fans. Jay Noah, the Jets? Crazy that they're doing well. True. Yeah, the Jets could be an up and if. if if Buffalo loses Josh Allen, who is an elite quarterback, the whole power dynamic has not only shifted in the AFC, but especially within that division. Whole division is up for grabs. Absolutely. Absolutely. One, one injury away from a division being up for grabs. That's insane. Michael Scott Joyner, I think we have too many AFC losses to make the playoffs. Well, we have some NFC losses too, but... Yeah, yeah, it sucks. If we win this weekend, it'll be an NFC win. It really won't help out with that. But just win out. If you win out, you're in. We're pretty much we would we probably win the division if we win out because we're still playing Ravens twice, uh, Cincinnati one more time, Cleveland one more time. If we win out, we probably win the division. Probably. Ronnie, no, I'm from North Carolina. Just saying, Miami will take over the AFC East. Great. Yeah, I love to hear. I love Tua. I was actually one of my first uh, first time over in Hawaii. He was like the phenom on that island, just finished his senior season. Um, the whole island was talking about Tua and going over to uh, become a quarterback at Alabama. So I've been following him his, his whole college career just because I learned who he was in, in high school and, and hearing about everybody on that island just being – all the natives are super excited about having a native islander over there playing football, they're assured this guy's going to be in the pros. And they were right. First rounder. Absolutely right. Leading his team. Leading the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins is a team, a nice teal and orange team that the island can get into. Beautiful island colors. Nice mascot. They've got dolphins all over Hawaii. I mean, this is a perfect fit. 
absolutely perfect fit. I couldn't feel happier for the people in Hawaii as well. Mahalo, uh, aloha, all my friends in, in Hawaii as well. We love our Hawaiian uh, Steeler Nation over there as well. Um, guys, also wanted to talk about what, what did that not get to uh, yet? Uh, I'm expecting our offense to be a little bit different. Um, I'm thinking Canada has to do, because this is something that Tomlin mentioned in his presser and some things that we've done well. Moving the pocket, we've done well. Um, misdirection, we've done well. Pre-snap setups, we've done well. But we've got to start running patterns over the middle of the field for our wide receivers. Because keeping them on the outside edges just does not make us a defendable team. Really, it doesn't. Um, talked about Andy, talked about that. Yep, pretty much hit all my points. Other than our sponsor. <laughs> I got to get to our sponsor. <sighs> you guys know our sponsor. They like to take care of your balls. Like Najee likes taking care of that football, not fumbling. That man, his only fumble being a lateral. Nobody takes care of balls like Manscaped.com. If it comes to your balls, make sure you go out there, jump on there, and grab their entire platinum package. It comes with the lawnmower trimmer, the weed whacker, ear, nose trimmer, Bowl deodorant, two-in-one shampoo, conditioner, body wash, boxer briefs with a special pocket for your little boys, and a travel bag. Get it all! Manscaped will help change your player into an MVP. And when I say P, yeah, you know me. With OPP, down in the P, you know what the P stands for. Manscaped.com. Use promo code STEELERNATION, all caps, all one word, to get your P taken care of. Because nobody takes care of it like Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for being our sponsor. I love these bits every week. Absolutely love them. <laughs> Manscaped time! Jay knows what we're talking about. Being a Manscaped um, proponent himself, letting us know the loves of Manscaped and how great it is. And, guys, that's about all the time we have on the show. I see one, one good uh, moment pop up here we'll get to before I go to my rundown. Michael Hall, you said we need help in strong safety. Sandejo is still available this year. Just a thought. Von Bell, Kareem Jackson will be available next year if we still need help at strong safety position. I'm hoping KZ falls into that role. Uh, we had um, Carl Joseph as well. Hopefully he can get – he was making plays. He was making plays in the preseason. He and KZ. So I'm looking forward to these guys getting back, getting healthy. I'm hoping KZ can be that guy to slip into that role as well. So I'd love to see him do it. Absolutely would. All right, guys, I'm going to go into my rundown. You got any last-minute questions, statements? You guys, I end the show with you as always. As always. Make sure to go on over to SteelerNation.com, guys, to get all of your Steeler Nation news. Um, be sure also to sign up. I talked about the, uh, the football forum over there. It's free to join. Fun, fun communication. These are the best football minds in the NFL, guys. These guys know their stuff. They're fun. They're witty. We have a great time over there at SteelerNation.com. Join. I'm over there as Striker. You can find me easily. And that's how I post my questions for the podcast. So if you have something come up, you want to ask me a question, it will go down. I take them all from the Steeler Nation football forum. So go over and join today. Uh, also, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube over at Steeler Nation slash YouTube uh, because that is where you get the, the notifications for the shows coming up all the time. And I'm usually recording live for the podcast as well. So whenever I get around to recording it late Thursday, early Friday, you guys can watch it live as I'm recording before we even publish it. So it's all for you guys, guys. You guys get the, the secret stuff when you're subscribed at our Steeler Nation YouTube. Um, tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram us on SteelerNation.com uh, or Facebook SteelerNation.com. Follow us on podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast before Elon Musk ruins it. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Steeler Nation podcast and follow your host Steeler Nation striker on the gram, on the tweets, on the tickety talks at SN striker. That is how you find me. <laughs> Back to you guys for the last comments. Because that's how we go. Jay Nova. Have a good one, Striker. See you next time. Thank you, Jay. Always great talking with you, my friend. Megan, thanks, Striker. A little patience. Stillers will be back, folks. True. Even if it isn't this year, we might be excited for the draft 
and then excited for all of these great low day one, day two picks where we might bank a few more with a trade back. It's some fun stuff to think about even if we end up with a bad year. But yes, we will be back. And we still might make the playoffs. We're not out of it yet, guys. Michael Scott Joyner, great show as usual, Striker. Catch you next week. Thank you very much, Michael Scott Joyner. Guy so nice to name him, name him thrice. <laughs> Michael Hall of Fame. Great vidcast as always. Striker, 28-17 versus the Saints. Go, TJ Watt. Do your thing. Stay safe, boss. See you next week. Salud. Salud to you all, Steeler Nation. That is all the time I have this week on the Steeler Nation vidcast. Sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. Part of the Big Play Vidcast Network. I am your host, G Striker. Rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers. Ah. Steelers. Wait, well, I did that a little early. Go Steelers. Ah. See you guys.